This is Packer and Durham on ACCN and Sirius XM Channel 371. Uh, all right, ready? Yeah. Best of the weekend. It's a long list. Here man. we go. This was a this was sure it, is. it took a long time putting this together yesterday. It did. There's a lot going on here. Yep. How about North Carolina's women's lacrosse team winning their sixth straight Atlantic Coast Conference title? Yep. Jenny Levy and the Tar Heels with a 7-0 run in the third. And all of a sudden, they take care of Boston College. And Jenny on will Saturday be, night. And Jenny will be on the show in about twenty-eight minutes to talk about it. That's it. Um, in what they thought would be a parlay to a, an appearance in the NCAA tournament, Notre Dame makes the uh, best of the weekend list too, Pack, because yep. the Irish rallied to beat Duke to claim a share of the ACC regular season title in men's lacrosse. Totally dominated the fourth quarter when it mattered. Eric Dobson, three goals in the fourth quarter. Jake Taylor, who just saw a little behind the back, went nuts. He scored six goals, only eight shots. Notre Dame comes from the dead, if you will. And it was a beautiful day, good crowd. People were into it. Duke had a nice lead. Notre Dame rallied, and you really thought at the time – as Anish had pointed out last week on the show, is kind of a loser leave town match as far as the NCAA yep. tournament. But unfortunately, they both were eliminated last night by the committee. Go figure. Makes no sense. Yeah. We just talked about it with Anish. There are a half dozen ACC teams in the women's lacrosse field. Three of the top five national seeds come from the ACC. Uh, Carolina one, Boston College three, Syracuse is five, and then Duke, Notre Dame, Virginia, the other three ACC schools that headline the field for the Women's Lacrosse Championship. Uh, Not surprised. Uh, The ladies have been consistently good, and it's been deep in terms of quality, talent, teams, individuals, the whole thing. And the tournament should be wide open. But as Anish pointed out, North Carolina on the women's side, Maryland on the men's side, Seem to have differentiated themselves from everybody else in the field, but that doesn't mean they hand you a trophy. you got to go earn it. As I mentioned, uh, yep. Jenny, uh, Levy will join us coming up here at the bottom of the hour to talk about North Carolina's undefeated streak and how they can go on to maybe win a national title. Maybe BC defends it. Uh, who knows? Maybe mm. Virginia surprises everybody. It's going to be a wide-open tournament. It should be a great deal of fun. Uh, let's uh, translate to baseball here. And Jacob Burke of Miami had eight RBIs on Friday night as the Canes beat North Dakota State 22 to nothing in game one of the three-game set. The boys from the boys from Fargo, I think, uh, enjoyed South Florida until they got to the ballpark. Yeah, when I looked at the schedules, and by the way, look at that dog out there in left field. Almost got hit by one of those bombs. That's how hard they, Miami was hitting <laughs> against North Dakota State. Um I kept thinking to myself when I was looking at the schedules during the week last week, and I looked ahead to what's coming up to the weekend. I saw these non-conference games. Virginia Tech was going to play two with Nova, and here's North Dakota State. Was I kept thinking to myself, man, those guys up at North Dakota State, they can schedule, can't they? I mean, here we are, early May. You, know, you, you can still get a blizzard up there in Fargo, and they're like, man, forget that nonsense. Let's go play the Canes yep. down there in beautiful Coral Gables in uh, early May. Yep. Probably be mid-80s. Life will be good. Work on our tan. Hey, maybe we'll knock out a couple hits. We squeeze a win out of there. Eh, wrong answer. Miami embarrassed them. Canes continue to play good baseball. Really good. Outscored them 38-1 to in the first two games and then won 6-4 in the getaway game yesterday. Yeah. 
But yeah, you you can say a lot of things about North Dakota State's baseball program, but you can't say they're not smart to go to Miami in May. That's good scheduling right That's there, Pac. I don't smart. care who you are. I don't care if you took a broom home with you. That's still a good trip. I, don't, I mean, That's those exactly boys are going right. to get back to Fargo and go, man, you're not going to believe how nice it was down there at Miami. Man, that place is beautiful. Yep. Awesome. Uh, Brock Wilkin of Wake Forest, three home runs and eight RBIs against Louisville yeah, this that's weekend. Just, no, no, that's just one game. That's not in the oh, weekend. one game, rather. Yeah, that's in one game. That's why I made the list. I mean, some people have been like, oh, yeah, three homers, eight RBIs. That's a pretty good weekend. Yeah, you'd be right. But it's even better if it's in just one singular game. And that's exactly what he did. Boy, they hit some they shots. Won't. They hit some shots in that joint, man. That place. The ball gets out of there, doesn't Ooh, it? It flies out of there, man. It's crazy. It's a shame yeah. we couldn't finish that game yesterday, though, but more about that later. <laughs> Boston College's Joe Mancini, 23 consecutive outs on Friday against Florida State on the way to an Eagle victory. Yeah, it's pretty good Mes- pitching. Yeah, awesome pitching because the other side was Parker Messick, who threw a complete game. But Mancini had trouble in the first and then said, you know what, I got it from here. And was just tremendous. So shout out to Joe. 23 straight outs against a pretty talented team in Florida State. They go mm-hmm. on to win that game. The Noles end up winning the series, though. Uh, pivot to postseason play in women's tennis. Eight Atlantic Coast Conference women's tennis programs won their first round NCAA tournament matches over the weekend. Congratulations to them. Uh, Miami among those, victorious. So was Carolina, as you might expect. Another good year for the Tar Heels there. Well, here's the deal, Wes. Uh, eight won a first-round match. Five have now moved on to the Super Regionals, which all include a number mm-hmm. beside their name from that perspective. So it's all good. Yep. Uh, so the ACC off to a really, really good start in women's tennis. Uh, we go back to women's lacrosse. Charlotte North registers an NCAA tying 341st career goal. And, uh, of course, it wasn't enough against Carolina on Saturday night, but, man, Charlotte North still delivers in terms of individual efforts. Truly a great player. We had her on the show Friday. She could not wait to play in this championship game. BC had circled it. They wanted to win that first ACC championship. Didn't happen. North Carolina was too good, but Charlotte North is nothing short of spectacular. And she's not the only one in this league. Right. Yeah, Jamie Ortega has uh, has also become the ACC's career leader in points over the weekend during the championship. And no surprise here, she was at the head of the class of the Tar Heels winning their sixth straight ACC title. Wes, we are spoiled rotten in this league for people that yep. love lacrosse to think that you've got two players the caliber of Charlotte North and Jamie Ortega who are setting records like they are in terms of points and scores and goals and everything else. And you just sit back and marvel and say, you know what, we're Mm -hmm. kind of spoiled rotten as fans to watch the excellence which is taking place, especially with those two and those two respective teams. I mean, they are just big-time good, man. Uh, Congratulations this morning to Florida State's beach volleyball team. They reached the finals of the NCAA tournament over the weekend. I watched this yesterday. Great drama from the Gulf, right? Huh? Yeah, I, I watched it this weekend. It was really great. I mean, Florida State, uh, they knocked out LMU, beat them twice. They yep. had to beat UCLA yesterday, which was a phenomenal match. They had lost eight consecutive duels to them. 
And it went down literally to the last match, and they win. They knocked off UCLA to face number one ranked USC. USC ended up winning the national title, but takes nothing mm-hmm. away from the ladies of Florida State in beach volleyball. They were spectacular. So a shout out to Florida State. Um, Abby Sweet of Notre Dame has our catch of the weekend. Abby Sweet with a sweet catch. Pretty good. Look at that. Now, granted, we had about two or three catches in the Pitt-Duke softball series that we could have put on here just from Thursday's game, but it is the best of the weekend, so it's kind of be a Friday, Saturday, yeah. Sunday thing. I thought this was the best out of the group. And uh, I'll tell you what, the unis look sweet, <laughs> no pun intended, but that was a great catch. Yep. Uh, Sydney Sherrill had three home runs against NC State on Sunday. First player in Florida State history with three homers in a single game pack. Florida State only hit seven in the game, and Sydney said, I got three of them in my back pocket, and they're hitting moonshots. They're ricocheting it off the boards. I mean, it was crazy what they were doing. Florida State's hot, though, Wes. We get the uh, ACC Women's Softball Tournament gets started Wednesday in Pittsburgh. Virginia Tech's the Mm -hmm. number one overall seed. We'll talk about this later on. They've won nine in a row. Florida State's won ten in a row. They're the three seed. Duke's the two seed. They've won five in a row. Notre Dame's won eight in a row. Clemson's won four in a row. You got five top 25 teams. The women's softball tournament starts Wednesday in Pittsburgh. And it's got the, it feels like it's just going to be high wire act. I mean, there's so many good teams. Yep. And Virginia Tech having such a spectacular year. I can't wait to see how that plays out. Uh, let's get to the details of the weekend. Miami, as we told you, swept North Dakota State 22 to nothing, 16 to 1, and 6 to 4. There's that dog out there in left field. Watch out. But the bison got to go to uh, South Florida Pack in May, so that's a win. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, though. I-, I hope they had some good food while they were down there, too. I mean, you got the sun. You think? I, I mean, I don't think so. I mean, who doesn't have a good time in Miami? You, you got to work hard not to have a good time in Miami. Just saying. Correct. Uh, Clemson swept Georgia Tech over the weekend at Doug Kingsmore Stadium. Uh, important win for Monty Lee's Tigers pack at this uh, stage in the season. An important series. They almost have to run the table here. Now, their, their RPI is pretty good, but they're not looking so hot in the standings. But this was an impressive weekend. After giving up 35 runs to Louisville last weekend and getting smoked, they put a 35 spot themselves on Georgia Tech and bring out the brooms. Mm-hmm. So a really good weekend yep. at Clemson baseball. They played well. Congratulations to Monty Lee and the Tigers. Yohandi Morales of Miami went 10 for 15 this weekend in the series against North Dakota State. Three home runs, nine RBIs. And until we saw the annex of uh, Brock Wilkin, this was a pretty good weekend. Pretty good career. <laughs> Kidding me? 10 of 15? I mean, they hit everything. That poor Bison now. I mean, watch out for that dog yeah. out there. That dog keeps running around the track. He's asking for trouble the way Miami was hitting it this weekend. Be careful out there. <laughs> Our final note from Best of the Weekend, our congratulations to Carlos Boozer, who this weekend walked to accept a diploma that he actually achieved. His last semester was the spring of 20, so obviously there was no commencement exercise. But Carlos Boozer walked this weekend to get his degree in sociology from Duke University. 
Very cool. Congratulations, booze. Yep. You know, we had uh, Mark Teixeira on the show. He went through the process and the ceremony this weekend. If you missed that interview, that's coming up later in the show, too. He, I thought he was great on mm-hmm. the program. Uh, but those are cool stories of, of guys that have that connection to school and why it was so important to go back, finish your degree, and go through the process like right. any other student should and would and have a great deal of pride doing it. So congratulations to Carlos on doing that. That's very cool. Absolutely. And uh, when we come back, we'll pivot from good to bad. Best to worst. Oh, no. Tarp? Oh, no. We got tarp problems. That's not good. We got identification problems, too, at F1 in Miami. We'll get to all that and more coming up next. Packer and Durham. The Packer and Durham Podcast. This is the Packer and Durham Podcast. All right, after a very long, lengthy best of the weekend list we got to balance it out a little bit give you the good and the bad yeah not everything's perfect in the world of the acc there were some things over the weekend that will make you go you got to be kidding me so wes with that said without further ado let's do it just checking here to see if the odds are out yet for uh rich strike in the second leg of the triple crown because as we left her on friday a steam packer and Durham producer, Andrew Brooks, did not load up on Rich Strike at the Kentucky Derby, and the 80-to-1 shot came home. Yikes. Well, let's also be honest here. At the end of the show at 10 a.m. on Friday morning, uh, nobody in the world had ever heard of Rich Strike because you looked at the line and said, well, you got to pick a horse. Rich Strike wasn't even on the list. It shows you how crazy this whole story was. I mean, it's un- like I said earlier, it- I am hard-pressed to believe there will be another sports story this year, this calendar year in 22, that will right. be more incredible than what took place at Churchill Downs. I mean, it's there just you go. incredible. No other way to describe it. Uh, the other uh, kind of incredibles from the weekend on the best and worst, this being the worst, BC had six errors in a loss to FSU over the weekend. I remember they won the Friday night game. But, uh, oh, Wes, that one, that, that one for the weekend, that was for one game. Uh, you, you can't, I know, you, I know. You, you can't have six E's and expect to beat anybody, a roast beef A&M or anybody else for that matter. That, you know, they were mm. sloppy with a baseball, man. They're coming after the night before and, you know, Joe, man, mm-hmm. Joe went nuts. Taking 23 down the next day. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't throw it in the ocean. Crazy. Um. Maybe the errors could have been sidetracked if they'd had bad weather because there was bad weather all over the ACC, especially in the Triangle of North Carolina. The State Carolina series was interrupted with bad weather. Oh, we had to get the tarp out. Delays. Didn't go well. There we go. We got the tarp over off of uh, Western Boulevard pulled, you know, the whole bit there. Um then you had the travel thing that caught Wake in Louisville yesterday in the 5-5. You had softball get sidetracked. Weather was a problem in the uh, in the footprint of the state of North Carolina this weekend. Yes, it was. We had uh, kind of a wet game with uh, BC and North Carolina women's lacrosse, but we still played it. Here's the other thing. Not only was it wet, it was cold. We, we were starting to get the, yeah. uh, kind of getting used to that 75, 85-degree weather. Man, it, it was a bit brisk 
yesterday. I mean, it was down yeah. in the upper 50s, low 60s, and hey, I don't know. You know kind of, kind of, we got spoiled there for about a week and a half. But uh, <laughs> nevertheless, we got most of the games in, and I'm still not real thrilled about that Louisville-Lake Forest tie thing. That's still that's, – that's problematic. All right. Well, you know, in, in media sometimes, it really helps – to make sure you know who you're talking to, Pac, right? Yeah. I think it really helps. Got to know your subject. Got to know who you're talking to. It helps, yeah. Martin Brundle of Sky Sports. He does not think he's talking to Paolo Bancaro. Patrick, Martin Brundle, Formula One television in England. Yeah, I don't think you can hear me up there. Patrick, how are you? Good, good to see you on the grid here. What do you think of this atmosphere? This is crazy. I've never been to an F1 race. This is, this is spectacular. It's amazing to be allowed right in the middle of the competitors just before the race starts. Yeah, now you can see they locked in. It reminds me of myself. But uh, the real focus. Okay, it's not Patrick. That's why he ignored me in the beginning. But what is your name, sir? Paulo Bancaro. Right, okay. Well, I thought I was talking to somebody else. So I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A little bit of uh, misinformation in the ears there. Yeah, he, he, he thought he was talking to Patrick Mahomes. And so here's the F1. Glad we got F1, right? We're going to hype that up coming over here to Miami like nobody's business. So this guy's walking around like a bumbling idiot and uh, thinks he's talking to Patrick Mahomes. No, sir, that is not Patrick Mahomes. Uh, excuse me, uh, who are you? By oh, about on, six man. and a half inches. In, in a wrong sport. By, by about in, six inches. In it's a wrong sport. I mean, what, this guy, and you know what would have been great? If Paolo Bancaro would have said goodbye to him by going, and nice talking to you, Martin, short, and just 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 drop the mic and walk on. How would this guy just, again, I, I don't you know, I don't know anything about F1, I, you know, whatever. And this guy's walking around like a stumbling oh. idiot. Excuse me, I don't know who I'm talking to. <laughs> Come on, get lost, man. Do some homework. Don't be a fool. You're over here in our country trying to promote F1, and you're over there. I don't know what I'm doing here. Who are you? Why am I talking to you? Get him out of here. Walking around. Paula Bencaro is looking at this guy like, why is this guy yelling Patrick at me? I'm not Patrick. What is your name? What is Whatever. your name? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Americans. You know? Oh, All right. F1. Uh, <laughs> let, me, let me clean this list up for worse than the You guys going to pass anybody in F1 next week? Wherever you guys go back to Tough. Belgium or... Heading to Stop. Scotland. Stop. Going back over there. Stop. You guys going to pass somebody? We're just going to play follow the leader all day. Oh, that F1. Man. I'm just asking. All right. Just asking. Tough weekend for tough weekend for Kevin Parada at Doug Kingsmore Stadium. The ACC's leader in home runs does not get a home run and only gets one hit. Wes, in I fact, asked- Pack, more – more strikeouts than hits. Yeah, I had two Ks and one hit. I asked you last week between Max Wagner, who's been hitting everything in sight, and Parada, who's been awesome. And I asked you how many home runs between those two, and you said two, one right. for each. I said you're out I of did. your mind. You're out of your mind. Those dudes will hit. They'll hit two a night. 
Wagner yeah. went yard yesterday. In fact, going into yesterday's game, those two guys who I bragged about last week had combined, I think, a one for 16 or some one for 14, some crazy number. And so Wagner at least went yard yesterday. But Parada, my man, Parada, future San Francisco Giant, he had a tough weekend. So did the Jackets. But it, you know what that tells me? That he'll hit everything he looks at this week. I mean, I mean he had there three, three really quiet nights at the, at the plate. That surprised me. Really yeah. surprised. Um, worst of the weekend. Wake Forest Louisville ends in a tie after 12 innings. ACC travel rule. Got him at uh, the Couch Ballpark in Winston. So, everybody goes home locked up. That stinks. <laughs> five, That's five. Such a terrible rule. I'm sorry. Who are you? What sport are we playing here? Come on. <laughs> what are we doing with these ties, man? We got to get rid oh. of this rule. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's have some kind of competition to break the tie on this. Got a charter flight. Let's go uh, finish the game. Notre Dame and Duke both left out of the NCAA Men's Lacrosse Championship bracket last night. Uh, what was perceived as a loser-leave-town situation with the Irish and Blue Devils over the weekend ends up being the end for both. Notre Dame rallied to win the game this weekend, but does not get in the tournament after winning a share of the ACC regular season title. So, as you might imagine, makes the worst of the weekend. What... Uh... What would you do when we come back from break and we start our interview with Jenny Levy, who's going to make her fourth appearance, if, if I start the interview with Jenny by going, oh, excuse me, Jill. Hey, Jill. Jill, can I ask you a question? Who are you and why am I no, talking to you? No. No, you're not. You're not going to do that. No, I will not. I have too much Because you respect. enjoy this job. Well, well <laughs> and, I know, and I know who I'm speaking to. What a unique That's concept. That's it. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when we come back, we will go to Chapel Hill. Six in a row for Jenny Levy and the Tar Heels. They beat BC on Saturday night. They're the nation's top seed in the, AC, in the NCAA Women's Lacrosse Championship bracket. We will talk to Jenny next on Packer and Durham. Packer and Durham. Here's Mark Packer and Wes Durham. Packer and Durham. In case uh, Martin is watching, I would be Mark Packer. My partner over there, that'd be Wes Durham. In case you ever see us meandering on an F1 lineup. Excuse me. Wally, can I speak to you, Wally? That would be Wes. Yes, whatever. (laughs) <laughs> that guy we're gonna run it again before the show ends by oh, the way we're gonna please. run it again somewhere whatever we are you americans whatever we're f1 too sophisticated oh, for you debbie antonelli coming debbie antonelli coming up in about 15 minutes uh one of our favorites on this show and part of the reason debbie is with us is because of a great thing she's done now for the last three years it's just been phenomenal we'll talk to her about that and more But Jenny Levy is the champion of women's lacrosse in the ACC and joins us this morning from uh, Chapel Hill. Jenny, good morning. Congratulations on yet another run to a title in the ACC. Morning, guys. Thanks for having me. All right. So 
I know when you when you go to your other hand to start counting championships, sometimes they all kind That's of run together. They, they kind of run together. But but how would you rank this one given the quality of the opposition? What was at stake? The greatness on the field on both sides. I mean, I know you. Can't, it's like saying, "Who? What's your favorite kid?" But how do you rank this one, big picture, in, as far as the ACC titles go? I I just I think they're all. I I don't know. That's a really hard question. Um, I I think because the <laughs> format was so different this year, where we had to go out to South Bend last weekend, and then you kind of had to earn the top seed to host this past weekend. I thought. That added another element to the whole ACC um, tournament. Uh, and then just the quality of the ACC this year with so many competitive teams. Um, six teams last night got bid to the NCAAs, so that did not surprise me. And um, it's always a tough battle, and BC is so good. And, um, you know, there's, there's just so much talent on the field on both sides, as you said. So it was great. I was just really happy for my team. Jenny, you go to another gear, though, when you get to the tournament now. I mean, this is 18 straight ACC tournament wins. I mean, what what happens once you guys get to this event? Well, I think um, prior to our run right now, we had lost in the, mm. in the championship, I think, five out of six or six out of seven. So we were first place losers for a lot of years in a row. <laughs> uh, and it didn't really feel that well, that good. Um, and then Maryland, I hate to say it, but Maryland left the ACC and there's the, that was the team that kept beating us. And I think through all of our suffering, we, we learned how to win. Um, and that's been part of, part of our secret sauce, I think. Jenny, last mm. week, uh, Taylor Moreno joined us and she is so much fun to talk to. I can only imagine what it's like to coach her, but she's a, she's just cool, right? I mean, she's got all this artistic talent. She's a great yeah. student. She loves the school. She's a tremendous player. I mean, it's really the perfect combination of everything you want in a student athlete. Um, and she talked about the Notre Dame game down five zip and having a sense of, hey, okay, no panic, deep breath. We've been down this road before. And she thought, really, it was the perfect thing for this team. With all the success, sometimes you need to get a taste of your own blood, if you will, did that mm-hmm. really come into play Saturday? I mean, you're taking on BC. They get off to a good start. Not that you were down five, nothing, but you were trailing to a team that's got incredible offensive weapons. Did the Notre Dame game really kind of set up a perfect case scenario for you against BC? I mean, I think any, I mean, yes, the question is yes. I mean, the answer is yes. I think anytime you have some adversity during a game, um, I as a coach really welcome it especially in regular season and then even in the ACC part of it. Um, I think there's a lot to be learned for with your team. It's, there's a, it's a long game. You play 60 minutes and you can really start to dig into who you are and, and how tough you are when you get your backs against the wall. So Notre Dame's a great team. They're playing really well right now. And I thought they gave us a great challenge last, last Sunday, um, which really prepared us well for BC. Um, and BC, as you said, they're so talented all over. They're the, the reigning national, defending national champs, um, and they hadn't won an ACC title. So I think for them, they were they're extremely hungry to come down and and get it. And uh, luckily for us, we were able to use some of our experiences from the season to help us kind of dig our heels in, no pun intended, um, and mm. and come out with a win. <clears throat> Jenny, I'm going to ask you to step back here and and kind of look at the league if we can. Uh, three of the top five national seeds are in the ACC. Six teams, as you mentioned, 
are going to the Women's Lacrosse Championship. What did you see in the league maybe this year that separates it even more with a chance like last year there were two, there were three schools in the women's final four. What what are our chances this year to replicate things like that? Even, I don't know, take four to the final four if it's possible. I mean, the traditions and this of success in the ACC have always been there. Um, you know, even going back to the the early nineties, it was just Maryland, Maryland and Virginia competing as ACC teams, and then obviously we're next year we'll be up to ten ACC teams, which is, the growth of the game is amazing. Um, ACC is definitely the top conference in the country in l- women's lacrosse. As you mentioned, three out of the four teams last year at the Final Four were ACC teams. The two finalists, Syracuse and BC, were ACC. So this is not a one-time thing. Uh, when when players are coming out of high school, the recruiting, you know, the recruiting um, journey, the ACC is a destination for players that want to try to be the best that they can be and compete for the, a national championship on an annual basis. And I just think that the regular season is so hard. Um, and the ACC tournament so hard. I think it really prepares you for the NCAA tournament. The pace of play, the physicality, just the the brilliance of of individual players and collective team play. There's a lot of really talented coaches in the ACC that really we all push each other. You know, we compete hard, um, and and we work hard. And so it's it's just a it's a really fun conference to play in. Um, we prefer to play really hard games all year long because I think it prepares you for the postseason. So maybe that's why we do well in the ACC tournament. Jenny, you talked about the grind of the regular season given the quality of the teams in the league. Uh, then the format was different this year for the ACC tournament. It also, you have to deal with finals. And then one of the things Taylor talked about last week was, you know, maybe in some respects, it's kind of a, maybe a blessing in disguise, even though you got to worry about doing your schoolwork before you get to this giant game on Saturday night. So that leads us to the NCAA tournament. In some respects, now that school kind of can kind of be rearview mirror and let's go concentrate on the game, is it easier to focus or is that now another gear that you got to find? You've been down this road so many times. How do you address that as a coach with your team? Um, well, I'm sure you've heard our guys talk about the different seasons. So the regular season's one, ACC season two, and now we get into the postseason, which is season three. And there's a lot of really talented teams. So you hope, you know, when you get challenged in May, when May asks you what you did in September and October, November, December, you have an answer for that. Um, May also will challenge you and and want to know, you know, what you learned in February, March, and April. And so it, there's a lot of really competitive teams in the in the um, NCA brackets this year. I think there's plenty of teams that can win it. Um, so it does demand your your focus, and you have to you have to kind of be like a hedgehog. You know, the, I read one time the hedgehogs wake up every day, and they their their sole mission is to get food for their family. And so they get out on a mission, they go get their food, and they come back and they feed their family. And that is exactly what we're going for you know we don't have the academic distraction we don't have there's not much going on on campus and so we are going to be like hedgehogs for the next month jenny what is it with you you know now you give me hedgehogs the last time you're on here you're talking about super chickens i'm starting to wonder how in the world did you end up at chapel hill for kind of loud you ought to be out in the middle of topeka kansas at a farm doing something what's going on with you with all these uh, what's next Pack, here's the deal with the giraffe. I mean, what are you talking about? Hedgehogs, <laughs> super chickens, you got it all covered. 
Yeah, it's good. Listen, there's a lot to be learned from nature. You, you know, we are, we are, um, there's just things in nature that, that are absolute parallels to, to life. Mm. And, um, and especially when you're coaching a team, you know, we've got a lot of one-liners in our program that, that our guys like die laughing when someone says it in the media. Cause like, Oh, you said what Jenny says, but you know, we like to have some fun, like to put some terminology to things and, and be creative with it. So it's sticky. Um, and if you can teach through things that are real, I, I always think that those are great learning opportunities. I love it. You've got a, a team that is obviously star-studded, right? I mean, we've talked about Tyler Marino, Jamie Ortega. Everybody knows you've got talent at every level of your team. There is kind of that innate characteristic, though, of every team. What is it about this particular team that strikes you when you think about its, its most gifted ability collectively into this event? Oh, that's a great question. And I think um, – I would say two things. One is, um, you know, they, they've had they've had some um, struggle. I, I think, you know, mm-hmm. our struggle, everyone's struggle is personal to them, but ours is that this group hasn't won a national championship. Um, we we had, our, you know, our fifth year class, our, our graduate guys, um, you know, they came back for a reason. And so I think that there's, they buy into the fact that, you can't just show up every day and go through the motion. Like you really have to work. Right. And I, I think that our crew has bought into, and they always do, but the extra focus it takes to, to kind of get it right. Um, and they're okay with struggle and failure because they, they understand that it makes them better. They don't get anxious about being behind in a game. They don't get anxious about a hard practice. Um, they don't get anxious about an easy practice. And so I, I think there's a lot of poise and a lot of confidence and a lot of experience with this group that sometimes I, they know who they are and they know they know what they need to do. And um, so, you know, for coach for the coaching piece of it, it's just like just help them get there and kind of stay out of their way in some ways. <laughs> I mean, we're important, but not as important as we think we are. I think. <laughs> Jenny, there can't there can't be any anxiousness after the hedgehog and the super chickens. I mean, goodness gracious, playing the sports <laughs> the easiest part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Talked about Wolverines and shark. I mean, we had all sorts of stuff going one year. So it it all started with an ostrich, a picture of an ostrich with a superimposed teeth that we found on a men's scouting report randomly. Um, this was way back in 2013. Well, I didn't know this, but ostriches don't have teeth. I thought it was a, a completely normal picture. And then we end up using this ostrich picture. And someone goes, you know, ostriches don't have teeth. So it started this whole animal thing way, way back, but we, we kind of have fun with it. Jenny's Wild right, Kingdom. So next time, that's exactly <laughs> right. Jenny Levy Zurama yeah. is going to be next <laughs> on Packer and Durham whenever yeah. she joins us the next time. Jenny, good luck. We're excited for you guys and the rest of the ACC as this event unfolds. So thank you as always for the time. Yeah. Thank you so much, you guys. Have a great day. You too. All right. When we come back off to the uh, low country, as it were, Pack. Debbie Antonelli joins us next, uh, Hall of Famer. Debbie, next I don't month, even know way. who you're talking about. <laughs> we <laughs> love we Debbie Antonelli. Debbie uh, will talk with us about a project she's doing for Special Olympics in South Carolina. Nothing but net with Debbie Antonelli next. The Packer and Durham Podcast.
This is the Packer and Durham Podcast. Packer and Durham on a Monday. Again, Tuesday, yep. Wednesday, Thursday, we will be at Amelia Island. They're going to let us out of our homes to go do shows, which is beautiful. Uh, speaking of working from home, our next guest is going to be really busy from home this week, doing a very cool thing for charity <laughs> again, Mr. Durham. Yeah. Fourth consecutive year that Debbie Antonelli is conducting the 24 hours of nothing but net to benefit South Carolina Special Olympics. And it's actually grown. This is one of the great parts of this whole deal, Deb, is the grassroots nature of growth. Not just South Carolina, but now you're in additional states as well with a similar concept. Now, the goal is we're going to make 100 shots an hour for 24 hours. Like the sign says, it's 24 hours of nothing but net. So you're ready. We, we're ready. We trained. We conditioned. You hung out with Packer and I a little bit. I mean, you know, you feel like you're committed to excellence again? I'm ready, guys. Uh, I am really drilling in on my training. Two days has been happening. I've gotten a lot of shots up, but I'm mainly worried on my, about my fitness because, you know, I've shot the ball a billion times. I hope I have the ability to self-correct and uh, rely on my muscle memory and yeah, I mean, the other states have joined in. We have six other states that are doing this. The money that those states raise stays in their state. And I'm really proud of the branding we've been able to create. I'm going to make 100 on the top of every hour. We have a 24-hour live stream. All the money goes to Special Olympics. And in the first three years, guys, we've raised over $415,000 for Special Olympics. And I'm going to keep shooting until my arm falls off, until we get closer to a million. And, uh, you know... I'm excited about it. The training's going well. Um, and it's, you know, I power washed the driveway this weekend. So I, I, the yard looks good. The hedges have been trimmed. I mean, we're getting geared up. <laughs> I just love power the Power wash the driveway. No, you got to. <laughs> I mean, come on. There's you got to make it look good. Right. It's a first-class organization. True. Yeah, the, the thing I love about it is it's such a grassroots concept, right? I mean, you're literally doing it from your yard. And the pictures of the neighbors coming up and folks stopping by, you know, in lawn Bus. chairs and just chilling out. Again, we all have shot a thousand shots in your own driveway. And you've taken something that well, we just kind of take for granted and have now turned it into such a good, cool project that people can get involved with. So with that said, how can folks get involved and participate? Well, thank you guys so much for bringing that up and be, for being great supporters of this event. You've supported me from the beginning, even when people are like, what, you're going to do what? How are you going to do that? Um, it, it is physically taxing. I will tell you, it's not easy. That's why I got to rely on some training. But Frankie keeps me motivated. You know, he's out there inspiring me. He'll DJ some while we're out there. The neighbors are awesome. They come out with their lawn chairs. We have lots of people through the night. Uh, even the 2 a.m., the 3 a.m. Some people are out at parties, come back after. I mean, we, we have a great time. But if someone would like to get involved, it's 24hoursnbn.com. And the grassroots part of this is exactly what you said, Pac. For every shot I make, I'm going to make 2400 If you gave me a penny for every shot I make, it's just $24 for Special Olympics. I think everyone can do that. And it definitely makes a difference. And this is a year where the national games are taking place in Orlando in June. And you know ESPN is a big supporter of Special Olympics, and that's why I appreciate so much you guys giving me some time on your show to talk about what a difference you could make in the life of a Special Olympic athlete and their ability to train, their ability to compete, and their ability to organize, which we know this population of people definitely needs help doing. 
Debbie, uh, I know this. Uh, I know Frankie's your your inspiration for for many things that go on, um, and he's an inspiration to anybody that ever meets him. And he's also a college graduate. Now, two weeks ago, <laughs> it was cap and gown time in the Antonelli House at Clemson for Frankie. Uh, and and by the way, Frankie has thousands of friends, not hundreds of friends. Um, so. When this comes around every year, we know Frankie's personality and, and all the contacts he makes. I'm just amazed at the number of people that reconnect with you every year. Your retention on this has got to be tremendous. You know, that's one of the things that is so exciting about this is that it's very personal for us. Obviously, Special Olympics has been a part of our story and our family. It has served as motivation for us. It and Frankie certainly has done an incredible job building relationships with people. He is a college grad from Clemson Life. We could not be more proud of what he was able to accomplish as a college student. He was in a fraternity. He played in murals. He had a job. He lived independently with other Clemson Life students. He went to class. He's best friends with Jim Clements, the president. He's friends with Dabo. He's friends with Brad. He's friends with Amanda. I mean, you can go right on down the list. It has been absolutely amazing, but sport has always been a part of our lives. And we know, because you guys are athletes, you know what it means to be able to compete and train. Everyone should have a chance to do that. And so the grassroots part of it is is that. The first year, 325 people donated. The second year, 650 people donated. Last year, 980 people donated Hmm. to help us raise over 200,000 last year. That equals... 415,000. And I'm expecting 1,500 people to donate this year. And the reason why is because you know I write a personal handwritten note to every single person who donates. It's that personal and it's that important to us. And I know firsthand exactly what it does for families like mine. And that's what we're trying to do is support other people that need a little help, that, that just need a little extra And we're doing that here in South Carolina. There's six other states that are doing it with us. And uh, I couldn't be more proud of Frankie. And I couldn't be more excited about shooting free throws this weekend because every hour, guys, the money goes up. People become aware. They watch on the live stream. And we got a a cast of heavy hitters on the live stream this year, including you guys, who are are just absolutely awesome to be so supportive. No. No, no, the heavy hitters are like Ernie Johnson and Darius Rucker and cats like that. It's not Packer and me. Well, you know, there's some some big time names on that list. Coach Sweeney is always <laughs> gracious with his time. Yeah. I'd rank you guys right up there with Dabo. Absolutely. Uh, you know, you, yeah, you lost well. me when you said that we were athletes uh, in the last segment. But uh, nevertheless, it. uh, it, it's still a great <laughs> cause and it's awesome. But um, here is a serious question. Uh, have we looked at the weather forecast? This is outdoors. This is not one of those indoor arenas that, hey, I'm going to the local gym. Uh, conditions could be a factor in the low country. So what's it going to be like this weekend? Well, I'm keeping my eye on the weather. We do have some uh, prediction of some rain. I've already talked to one of my weather friends, you know, down here in the low country, like you got to work on helping me out here. But there is a plan B. I will continue to shoot. Dr. Dish might have to sit in the garage until the weather clears, but that means that someone here in my tribe is going to have to help me rebound, which they don't mind doing that. You know, they don't mind getting out there in the driveway and rebounding for their old mom for a cause like this. So, you know, um, 
the weather, uh, we just say, say a prayer, hope the weather's good, but um, I'm, I'm counting on shooting regardless. I am going to make 100 on the top of every hour. It takes me somewhere between 10 and 15 minutes, and then the rest of the time during that hour is live stream programming. So it's entertaining. I don't know if anybody wants to watch me shoot, but the rest of the live stream is great. Hey, Debbie, what's the order for the rain gauge? Is it Joey, Patrick, Frankie? How does that work? What's Where, where does Frank fall into the – I just want to know where your husband comes out there to, to grab the rock off the rim. Yes. So, you know, I make them go out there and feel the rhythm of the dish so that they hit me right in the shooting pocket with the same rhythm as the dish. We actually have to practice because when it gets to – you know, 3 a.m., 4 a.m., I can only move in a straight line at that point, guys. The pass can't be, like, over here or up here. It's got to be right here <laughs> so I can shoot it. And uh, they, they're great. I mean, the order prob- the order would be Frank first, absolutely. Frank is okay. a great passer right. uh, at night. By the way, I, right. uh, I got to tell you, I'm glad I sent you our uh, Packer and Durham uh, best live sports show from a basement with dogs uh, Emmy, and it looks really, really good. Yeah, it looks you good, it really does. Hey, yeah, how many? Looks good. How many times yeah. have I been on the show? I mean, how come everybody's counting, and I don't even know what my number is? Like, I can tell you. I don't think I get to come on enough. No, no. Do you want to know? Because I know the number. The number is nineteen. Yeah, I, I'd like to know. This is number nineteen oh. for you. Nineteen. Okay. Where's what, the mug? Twenty, the Where's bonus, the mug, and I get to go to the ACC meetings with you guys, or what? What are you guys going to do down there anyway? We're actually working. Uh, We're, our, here's our, We're our working. agenda is, uh, hey, <laughs> you guys get to come to Florida, but here's the deal. Uh, you're going to do three hours <laughs> at least on Tuesday, three hours on Wednesday, three hours on Thursday, and then you're probably going to have two or three more hours after each show to do other interviews, and then, you know what, maybe we'll feed you, and that's pretty much it. Then you, uh, you go <laughs> yeah. about your way and go back home. That's, that's the agenda. So, oh, I know. I, I know no you fun. boys are going to sneak out to the golf course. You have no. to do that. No, there is no beach. Nope. Not oh. even taking them, Debbie. No tennis, Not even nothing. taking them. No. Wow. Stay tuned at the well, end. Of the, hey, stay tuned at the end of the show, though. We do have an update on those that are taking them. Because they were telling, <laughs> they put it on social media. So we're going to put their okay. business out there on uh, on television, as they say. I love so, it. Hey, I good luck it. this weekend. We're looking forward hey. to following 24hoursnbn.com. And uh, you know we wish you all the luck in the world, and uh, and thanks for letting us join in. Thanks, guys, for helping. Thanks for supporting. Thanks for your motivation. Thanks for all of it. If it wasn't for Wes, I probably wouldn't be sitting here. Oh, stop it! Unbelievable! <laughs> Don't even do that. All right, one of our favorites, uh, Debbie. We'll send you the mug. We got to get the mugs, but when we get one, we'll send you one. Uh, appreciate hey. it as always. Tell everybody you guys are hello. Great. Thank when you. we come back. You bet. Power Hour is next, including the landscape of college athletics. Zay Flowers talked to Jordan Cornette the other night. And in case you missed it with Mark Teixeira. And, oh, yeah, Brittany McKinney going to lay the groundwork for the softball championship coming up this week in Pittsburgh. All to come in the Power Hour. Packer and Durham.